Hello, hello, everybody. So today, I want to be talking about this idea of if you only had a year left to live, how would you be showing up in your relationships? So stay tuned. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures made for life. But isn't that like cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. Here at Touch of Flavor, we teach non-monogamous folks how to overcome their obstacles and build thriving relationships. This podcast is about answering one question. How do you create loving, passionate, secure relationships outside the box, even if nothing has ever worked before? If you want to know the answer, you are in the right place. All of this information is 100% free. So please subscribe to and review our podcast. All right. So a bit of a heavy topic today, but I wanted to just kind of start this episode off with a question. So if you went to the doctors tomorrow, right, and you got a diagnosis, something we all don't want to hear, and you knew that you only had a year left to live, or maybe that your partner only had a year left to live, how would you be showing up in your relationships? How would you be treating the people around you? So I really, like, really, I want you to take a moment and think about this, right? Um, How much time would you be putting into your relationships and spending with the people you love? Would you be settling for whatever problems, you know, disconnection or arguing or jealousy or whatever? Like, would you be settling for whatever problems are going on in your relationship right now? Or would you be fixing them? And how hard would you be working to fix them? if you knew you only had a year left, right? Where on your priority list of all the things that you have to do, you know, the work and the friends and the, uh, I don't know, all the little day-to-day things that come up, right? Where would your family, your relationships fall on your priority list. And, and like I said, I really just really want you to think about this for a moment. Like how would you be showing up? How would you be treating your partners and the people that you love? How much time would you be putting there? And then I want you to just kind of look at that and look at that picture of what that would be like and to ask yourself, how big of a gap is there right now, right? How big of a gap is there between the way you would be showing up and the way you would be treating your relationships if you knew you only had a year left and how you're showing up right now? And 
here's the thing. If you're sitting there and you're like, this looks very different than this, right? <laughs> because I think for, for most of us, that happens at times to times, right? Because we get busy, we have other things going on, and we kind of put our relationships on the back burner. We put them, you know, uh, you know, we'll we'll work on this problem next week or next month, or as soon as I'm done with that project or I'm done doing this thing. And we constantly put things off until later. Well, and we, it, it's, it's not just normal. It's not just something we do, but like it's normal in society, mm-hmm. right? You know, you look at, you know, it, it's just so common, this idea of like, well, you know, um, stuff stuff is sucking now and it's suffering now. I mean, we just have all these things to handle and, you know, I'm looking to get this promotion and, um, you know, like you're trying to finish school and, uh, you know, there's this life thing and that life thing and all these life things popping up mm-hmm. and, you know, we just have to handle all this and then someday we'll get around to our relationships. And I think just as a society, and this isn't specific to non-monogamy, as a society, um, it's pretty much the norm for our relationships to be pushed to the back burner of someday right? When we're really going to like fix things, handle things, spend a lot of time with our partners, really kind of enjoy the opportunities with them. And I think for a lot of people, it's like retirement time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, yep. And I do think polyamory, so I'd be curious in your opinion on this, because I, I think it, like I said, it's a societal thing. I don't think it's just a polyamory thing, but I do think sometimes with people who are polyamorous, it's easier to put like this specific relationship on the back burner because maybe I can get like some of this stuff handled somewhere else. That happens too. Yeah. I think, I think there's definitely the two things, right? There's the hustle and bustle and I'm just going to let my relationships be on the back burner, right? Like I've got this project, I've got this thing, but there's also this easy out for when there is challenges, right? So if you and I are having challenges and we're super busy and there's all this stuff going on, but I'm able to get something over here, I'll put that off a little bit even longer. Yeah. And, you know, it just something that got me thinking about this was, you know, so we'll, we'll have people, right? And we, we offer calls for folks who are in a spot in their relationships where the relationships aren't working and they're looking to heal and they're looking for something better. And, you know, so often we get people and, um, you know, for folks when they book calls, they wind up sending in an application and, you know, they'll send in this application and it's like, you know, life's awful. Like we're arguing, we're fighting, you know, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. I think we're going to get divorced. Like, I can't keep living like this every single day. And then, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, not sustainable is a big word. Like, this is not sustainable. Like, I'm getting to a breaking point. Yeah. And then, right, we'll get people who will cancel or reschedule. That's pretty normal, right? But we'll get people who will, like, cancel. And they'll be like, look, listen, I just... It's just so busy right now. You know, there's a lot of life stuff going on. And, you know, I'm just going to have to kind of postpone this indefinitely. And, uh, you know, I'll just at some point in the future, I'll get back to you. And number one, of course, they don't. But number two, right, you, you just said you can't do this anymore. And you're going to lose your relationship. And then, you know, the moment something else comes up in life, 
right? Stuff gets busy. The first thing to go is like, oh God, we need to fix this relationship. It's falling apart. And again, that's, it's a normal thing that we all do, right? The relationship goes to the back burner and we act as if our partners and the people in our lives are going to be there forever. And that's not the case. One thing that we see sometimes, it's certainly not all of our clients by any stretch of the imagination, but you know, we do have a percentage of clients who come through, right? Who have been kind of shaken out of that idea by things that have happened in their lives, right? And I know that was definitely the case for us. I'll let you tell that story. It's, I know this is going to be interesting because I know we've talked about this like in writing, but I don't know if we've talked about it, talked about it like outside of our client base. So I don't think so. I think whenever I talk about it with their client base, I get all like weepy. So um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how we do. But yeah, I was going to let you tell oh. your story. Oh my. Okay. I mean, so, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. So, um, oh, I don't even remember. I mean, that's 2009. How many years is that? Now? Too many. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Um, so uh, I was driving with my stepmother and we were coming back from dropping off my kid at school. And I always like to kind of back it up before being in the car because that morning you were going off to work mm-hmm. and we were not having a great morning. It was like, here's your damn lunch. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> right. Um, I had, I had thrown Josh together a sandwich very disgruntedly and kind of like handed it in his bag and was like, bye. Um, my son at the time was, you know, in like first grade and we had not had the most fantastic morning either. Right. And he got out of the car and I was like, well, I guess I'll see you later. So it was, it was very much this morning of like, my relationships were not where I wanted them to be particularly the one with you, right? Like we had had this like whole interaction of just kind of like, see you later, right? And then me and my stepmother were, were driving down a road and you see this big old truck and there's this second where I'm like, crap. Like he's not going to make that like turn. Like it's a wavy road. It's a scary, scary road. And I'm like, he's not going to make that. And I was like, And we're not going to not hit him. Like, that is just what's going to happen. And I didn't even have time to, like, turn to my stepmother and say, this is about to happen. And lo and behold, we hit the side of his truck. The truck rolled on top of our car, smushed it, um, slammed us into the guardrail. And when everything was said and done, I was trapped inside of a car. My stepmother was able to get out the window of her side. Um, but because it was crunched in on my side, the top of his truck had crushed over it. Like it was literally like my body was in there just perfectly in a triangle. Um, like if I would have turned my head the other way, I wouldn't have had one. And, uh, that was scary enough, but then the actual fire department got out there and the car's smoking and there's part of it that's actually like catching fire and I'm trapped in there. And so during that, um, you definitely have a lot of things that go through your head. One of them just being like, not today, (laughs) right? Um, 
But the biggest one was, you know, like, I love my partner. You going to pick up from here? Well, yeah. And like, <laughs> so, and, and so the car had OnStar. So they actually call me. I'm, I'm at work. And, you know, I, I get a call from Cassie and she's like, she's again, she's like trapped in the car. She's first off, she's like injured. Like there's blood everywhere. Like they can't see where she's bleeding from. She's trapped in the car. Like they can't get her out of the car to treat her. And the car's on fire. I left work. I think I told you that. <laughs> I was like, my partner and I were in the middle of something. I was like, dude, I got to go. And I left. <laughs> and he was cool. So it was fine. Um, but you know, and, and we've had one or two other really significant, I love this one to death, but she is one for like the weird health stuff. So we've had one or two other really significant, um, scares over the years. And, you know, it really does just bring a focus to the fact that, you know, we, we count on these people in our lives to be here and, First off, obviously, with the knowledge that that isn't, that it's never forever, right? I mean, like, I'm, I'm a big believer we're going to, like, cure aging, but that hasn't happened yet, right? And then there's not, like, a time frame on the horizon for it. And even if there was, there's still all the things that happen in life. Well, and that's what I was going to say, yeah. right? Because, you know, forever, you know, even, even, even somebody who, you know, like, the, the other problem is, you know, we, we don't ever know what's coming. And, you know, we've seen this for a lot of clients and things where people have had, you know, like, like I said, significant accidents or, I mean, I know we have a couple of clients who have actually lost partners in the past, right? At like young ages. And so, you know, it's, it's important to remember, I think, that the people in our lives aren't always going to be there. Number one, because like I said, like you never know what's around the bend. Right. You know, when I'm talking about what if you only had a year left to live, like maybe that's true. Um, or, or your partner only having a year left to live. Um, and number two, because our relationships aren't, most of us, our relationships aren't going to last our whole lives. So there's also that piece. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just important to keep this idea in mind that, you know, we like to act and treat our relationships as if there's something that's here forever. But they're not. And whenever I need a reminder of this, <clears throat> I know this is a little morbid, but it's just something that works for me is I like go to the graveyard and I walk around and you look at the the tombstones and like, you know, you have all these couples who are buried together and you just look at the gap in people passing away, you know, five, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, right? In like people passing away. And just, it's important to keep in mind that, that these relationships we have, they aren't forever and they particularly aren't forever if we're not taking care of them, right? And I want to talk about that. Do you have anything else to throw in first? No, I was just going to say, you know, you can control your relationships being together while you're here, but you can't control how long you're here. So I want to talk about the problems with this idea that like, that, that our relationships are going to be forever and then we're just going to backburn our relationships until some indefinite point in the future causes, right? Because one is, I mean... We can, like I said, something can happen and we can lose that person. And, and this is, this is, this is all we had, right? This is, this is how we left it. And this is what we did with our time. But there's a lot of other problems beyond just that, that you can kind of start thinking about when you're, you're thinking about your relationships this way. And the first is a problem that this, this tomorrow never comes, right? Like this destination of this place that we're going to hit where life is going to be calm enough 
for us to fix the problems and to spend time with our partners. Like that point, it never comes. No, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we'll, we'll talk to folks and they're like, well, it's after this and after this and after this. And it's like, well, how long has this been going on? Well, the last six years, you know, this happened and this happened and that happened. There's always going to be some kind of challenge that life is throwing you. Like, that's just, that's, that's what life is, right? Life is just a series of like different hurdles and challenges that we overcome, and so, you know, the problem is, like, if you're waiting for this idea, like, this ideal point in the future, that will never happen. Um, I think I've told this story. It's funny. Same same partner, actually. <laughs> He's a good um, guy. You know, I was, years ago, I was talking to him. We were talking about Cassie and I, and this was back when we were talking about having kids. And he's like, you know, well, why didn't you do it? You know, you've been talking about it for like three years, four years. Like, why, you know, why haven't you done it yet? I was like, well, it's not the right time. He's like, dude, there's never a right time to have kids. <laughs> like, you're either going to do it or you're not. It's the same thing with your relationships. There's never going to be a great time to fix the problem. There's never going to be a great time to spend time with your partner. There's never going to be a great time to make them feel important and to actually enjoy the time that you have together, right? There's just the time that you're going to make. And if you're waiting for the right time, you're just never going, it's never going to happen. And for most of us, you can look back at your life and see how long you've been saying, oh, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. I'll get to this. Like there's going to be a time, you know, like the kids are going to be old enough and work's going to have settled down and we're not going to have this craziness of what's going on with our house. And then that'll be the time. But then of course that gets there. And now something else is going on. Your dog's dying or whatever, right? Got to fix the car. We got to... We got to help out the in-laws. We've got this thing going on. Our friends have this thing. Like there's always something that's going to happen. And the problem is, is that as you're going through this and now you're sitting on these problems for, you know, a month, a year, five years, you know, we're arguing, we're fighting, like we're feeling like roommates. I don't even know why I'm here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like that spark is just gone. I'm watching my partner out with somebody else. And like, I'm, I'm crying myself to sleep at night. And you're going through all these things, right? Any or all of those or lots of other things that could be going on. And the problem is we do this thing where like, God, this sucks. You know, like this sucks. It's awful. Like I just, I can't do this, but just, you know, a little longer and then it'll be the time to fix this. And then you're looking back. And it's five years down the road, it's 10 years down the road, it's 30 years down the road. And this has been your life, right? It's been a life where you've been settling, a life where you've been feeling disconnected, a life where your partner and you have become like the biggest thing dragging each other down rather than the biggest thing lifting each other up. And like it really, you know, at the end of the day, like best case scenario, we just keep putting off these problems and putting off these problems and just being in this suffering, we wind up settling. We wind up settling for ourselves for a life that we don't want. We wind up settling for our partners being miserable. We wind up wasting our lives at the end of the day, being unhappy in our relationships, in our lives. And, you know, like living less than we ever imagined or wanted for ourselves or the people in our lives. Anything you want to throw into that? Um, just that for the most part, we end up losing a lot of the opportunities to have the life with our partners that we wanted, right? Like there's this mm. idea that we have, like all of us, if we take a second and we think about like what it is we really want with our partners, we have this ideal, right? And then, 
We spend all of our time not making that happen and putting that off, right? And we've lost all of that. You know, some of the clients that we've had who are older, you know, one of the things that they constantly say is, I wish I would have done this 10 years ago because it's not the fact that we were just unhappy, but that's 10 years of missed opportunities that we had. We had 10 years of of missed opportunities to be happier, to be connected, to be passionate, to have fun, right? And now that's gone. You can't get time back, right? Like that's one resource that like, no matter what you do, you don't get to get back last year. Oh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's all the, it's all the shitty vacations and all the holidays that, you know, everybody was unhappy at and, you know, like kids didn't even want to be there and it's all of those things. Right. And you're right. Like you can't get those opportunities back. And then the other thing too, that, that, that is in this process, right. And this is the problem is we're going through this and and most of the time we're going through this because again, we're like, well, we have all these other things that we we're focusing on right now, right? Like we want the promotion, like we're money's tough or um, like I said, you know, we're trying to do this thing with the house or whatever <laughs> the hundreds of things are, right? And the problem is also that in this, when your relationship you know, your relationship is supposed to be the biggest place, like I said, that is lifting you up, right? You're supported. It's making you happy. It's allowing you to show up uh, as your best to the other things in your life. And the problem is that when you are miserable in your relationships, like when your home is a place of, you know, conflict rather than refuge, and you're just unhappy and dragging through life, it winds up tearing down everything else that you're trying to do anyways. I can't tell you how many people I talk to. Mm. who it's like, well, you know, like money's a problem right now. It's okay. Well, let's, you know, let's talk about what's going on. It's like, well, you know, I've, you know, I've been having these relationship problems. Like I haven't been able to show up. I haven't been able to, you know, I've been getting like, my boss has noticed I'm slacking off at my job. Right. I'm not, um, especially for people who are like self-employed or like work with people like, go ahead. I mean, I just had someone that I talked to, you know, before who like, they were like, I literally lost a project because I wasn't able to get it done. Like I was, I was too distracted. I lost this project. And this is something that I've worked on for four months Mm -hmm. thinking that it was going to be my income for the next six. And I just lost it. I had somebody who lost a max. He was like entirely performance based and just lost a massive amount of money in like inside of like a month. Like his income went from like pretty well to like zero. And, 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 but it's not just that, right? It's not just stuff at work. I mean, it's, you know, when you're showing up exhausted and miserable and like wondering what the point is and caught up in your own head, nothing, none of those other things that you're working on in life are thriving. Like you're not showing up as the best parent to your kids. You're not showing up to those things that you're volunteering for as well. Right. Um, like I said, like the money stuff definitely becomes a problem. Like all those other things that we're working on wind up being dragged down. And then the other piece of this too, folks, and this is what I find most people aren't thinking about in this, is that our relationships aren't standing still. Like they're just not standing still waiting for us, like staying on this like plateau, 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 waiting for us to heal things. Do you want to talk about relationship inertia for a second? 
I mean, I feel like you explain it better. Okay. So. So relationship inertia is this idea that our relationships are never sitting still, right? And if you look at your relationships, they're never sitting still. They're either getting better or they're getting worse, right? Um, you're either, you know, you're putting in the work and the effort and things are going well and they're improving or they're going downhill. And the other, the, the thing with inertia, right, and relationship inertia is, is this idea that the further we get in one direction, the more inertia we build, the harder it becomes to change course. So you all can think of like a time in your relationship where everything was amazing and like you guys are just getting along amazingly well and like you're in love, you're passionate, you're connecting, your partner did something stupid that like, were you in a worse mood or a worse place with them might have been a huge problem. But because, you know, you're going pretty well, you know, and, and things are good, like you can give them the grace and, and the compassion around it and understand this is out of character and kind of overcome that. And the relationship just keeps moving up in the right direction. Right. Whereas, you know, when you're way down here, you know, there's things that you can look at and, you know, that normally would be fine. But like, you know, now your partner comes and says the right words with like a tone that's two degrees off and you lose your shit. Right? We all have experienced that. And the problem is the further and further that you get down. So this kind of two parts of this that's important, right? One is if our relationships are suffering and we're not working on them and improving them, then they are by definition getting worse, right? So this is just like our relationship is going to continue to stay the same for the next six, seven years. I mean, that would maybe suck enough if they did, but they're going to get worse. It may be slowly, it may be quickly, but they're going to get worse, right? And we're going to wind up arguing more and being even more disconnected and more of that than we are now and the other problem becomes that the further that we get down the scale remember the harder and harder it becomes to shift and go back up in the other direction so eventually you get to a point where somebody's tapped out or hopeless or starting to wonder like okay well would it be better uh like like would my life maybe look better not here right and when you're at that place kind of the the death bells are kind of ringing for the relationship. And this, this is the last piece that like we're talking about not having all the time in the world is you don't have all the time in the world because at some point if a relationship gets bad enough, it's just not going to be there anymore. Yeah. And often, and, and this is the thing that like us humans really think that we are more aware than we are. Okay. Like even the most like in tune with our emotions, folks, we don't always know what the like straw is that breaks the camel's back. We're not fully aware of like when that's about to happen. Like when things build and build and build and build, we get to a place where we're like, well, we don't know when that is. And, and then we're like, it's now, right? Like it ends up being that conversation where you're standing there and that you talked about that tone being just slightly off. That thing might be it. It might not. It might be the, you know, the little spat that we have, it might not. And it comes without us even recognizing it, like without us even knowing that that is the thing. Um, but eventually that's where you get, right? When you're building up this, this negative kind of, I, I see inertia as sort of like a snowball, either it's a snowball moving in the upward direction or the downward, right? When it's building and building and building, eventually you get to that place where, it breaks. Well, and like I said, like we have this idea our relationship's going to be there forever. And, and it's not just losing the people in that way. Like at the end of the day, if a relationship gets to a certain point where we're not taking care of it and things getting worse. We're, it, it isn't going to be there. And like we all like to think that we're the exception to this. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, you know, this country, 
All right. Divorce rates like 50 plus percent for first marriages, 65 percent for second, 73 percent, something like that for the third. And that's just divorces. And, and most of the time, people who are married, like there's more entwining them together. It's harder to separate. Right. So just the rate of people just breaking up is obviously higher than that. Um, but and yet somehow we think it's never going to be us. Like we can just continue to coast along and argue and fight and, you know, to be miserable and to watch people crying themselves to sleep and to, you know, uh, you know, just keep getting more and more disconnected and people getting unhealthy and, and now they can't show up to work and they're going through life and they're depressed and they're and we think it's just going to be there forever. And it's not like there's always a breaking point. Right. And, you know, we're not in the space here of, you know, people who are not monogamous as a general rule, like we're building lives outside the box. Like, you know, you're not in a space where people are just going to stay together in a relationship that is ripping them both to pieces for the rest of their lives because God told them to. Right. Which has its own, obviously, huge set of problems anyways. But, you know, most like there's only so much that is sustainable before a relationship breaks. And like I said, you don't know when that point's going to be. So, you know, the, the biggest problem with treating our relationships like they're always going to be there, it isn't that our partners are going to die before their time. Then we're going to be stuck where we're at. Right. I mean, that obviously can happen. And it, it isn't that, I mean, it is that going through life and settling and wasting all that time is a huge deal, but it's also that our, our relationships aren't always going to be there because eventually if we neglect them and mistreat them and let the problems run out enough, Somebody is going to break. And I can't stress enough what you said, which is what we see over and over and over again is people don't actually understand where that point is. People always think they have more time than they do or less time. And usually they think they have way more time than they do. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it's like one day, one conversation, somebody finally hits that point of hopelessness where like they, they just aren't willing anymore. And now it's done. And the only other thing I'll tap in here is not only are you not familiar with where you're at as a coach, I can say this with so much confidence. You usually have no idea where your partner is. Like you really don't. Mm. Um, I can't tell you how many people we talk to where they're like, yeah, my, my partner, you know, they would never leave me. And then it's like, well, they just talked about separating. Like, where did that come from? Like, not only are you not necessarily aware of your breaking point, you are definitely not aware of where your partner's is. All right. So here's the thing. Your relationship, your relationships always are in a place where if you want them to thrive, they need time. They need care. They need effort. They need to be important. You can't put them on the back burner. Actually, the truth of the matter is you can never put your relationships on the back burner and have them thrive, even when things are good. Um, so I have this bonsai tree that somebody got me for my birthday last year. I think they thought it would get me to like calm down to have something like that to take care of. And, you know, this bonsai, it doesn't matter how good a care I take of it, how healthy it is, how well it's doing. If I ever, you know, get to a point where I ignore it, I forget to water it, um, I put it outside at the wrong time, whatever, I neglect it the thing starts to shrivel and it will die. And I, I came very close to killing it actually here recently. We went on training. Yeah, we went, we went on training and I forgot to have somebody look after it and things almost dead. I had to, anyways. It's in a much better place now. It's it in is, a much better is, place now. It is more green and fluffy. It, it is. It took a lot of care and work it to took, bring it back. Yes, it took a lot of, a lot of care and work. And even when things are good, 
you can never neglect your relationships. But this is, you know, doubly true when you're struggling, right? Because again, the further down that road we go, the harder it gets to turn that around. And, you know, the people that we see who succeed in overcoming challenges in their relationships, they're the ones who not only do they not back burner their relationship, but they make healing those problems and overcoming those challenges and getting their family back to like a safe and secure place, the priority. And, you know, doing that makes sense because at the end of the day, everything else aside, you know, our relationships are the most important things in our lives. Yeah. This is one of the real, really one of the biggest principles that we teach our clients is, is that recognition. Our relationships impact everything else. You know, we talked, we talked about this a little bit before, but our relationships impact how we show up to our jobs. They impact how we are as parents. They impact our health, our physical health, not just our mental health, but our physical health. Our relationships impact every piece of our lives because they're connected to every piece of our life. So the longest running study on human happiness um, was done by Harvard. And what they determined is that, you know, when people are sitting back and you're looking at what makes a good life, right? And the people who are the happiest, kind of when they're coming to the end of it all, it isn't about class. It isn't about, you know, like physical markers, like blood pressure. It isn't about any of this stuff, right? It isn't about how much money somebody had. At the end of the day, just scientifically, when you're looking back at somebody's life, what most determines how happy somebody is, is the relationships that they have. When I say, you know, our relationships are the most important things in our lives, I'm not, I'm not just saying that because that's what we believe here personally. I mean, it, it is. And also scientifically, you know, your relationship really has the biggest impact. Your relationships really have the biggest impact on your happiness and fulfillment in life. And that study, the fun, the fun, the really fun, interesting thing about that study is as well as determining what makes you the happiest in life, it also determines how long you live. Like those who are the healthiest people tend to be the ones who have the best relationships. And those two things coincided through the study. So um, it really is important. It's not just saying, oh, our, our relationships are important, but really understanding that our relationships have this huge impact on everything else. And I want to kind of spin this on its head, because like I said, the, the way we tend to look at it is, oh, we'll back burner the relationship. We'll focus on these other problems. And then we're, we're really suffering in those other problems, because when we're suffering in our relationships, we aren't showing up the way that we want to in anything else. But when you're in a spot where you choose and you recognize, you know, how important the people that you have and you love are to you, and you decide to make healing, whatever the challenges are in the relationship, a priority and getting to a spot where people are happy and people are healthy, including yourself, right? All of a sudden, solving those other challenges becomes a lot easier. You know, <clears throat> if you're in a place where you're, let's say you're trying to increase your income. I'm using just a purely hypothetical thing here for a minute, but you know, you're trying to increase your income and uh, you know, like you're, you're going for this promotion at work and you're working towards that. Ooh, how much easier is it going to be to get that promotion? If you're in a spot where, you know, you're 
when you're at work, like you're present, you're focused, you're not sending like a hundred angry text messages on your phone. You're not like caught up in your head about, you know, is my relationship going to be together? You're not having to call out sick because your relationship's so bad that you're, you know, in a spot where you can't even get out of bed and come in. When we do put, you know, this is that, it's that thing of putting the big rocks first. When we do put our relationships in a sense of priority and then we heal the things that are going on there, we have relationships where we're loved and connected and supported and thriving. And like I said, home is a refuge and we're not feeling sick or caught up in our head or worried or anxious or all of those things. All the other things that we're doing in life, we have an easier time succeeding at, right? We're better parents. We show up better to work. We're better students. We, all of those other things, uh, you know, those challenges become easier to solve and they actually kind of become worth solving, right? Because when you're, I mean, like having a promotion is great, you know, but if you're in a spot where like you're having a promotion, but you know, now what you get to do with that promotion is pay child support and alimony. It's not, it's not, not, not really good. Right. Um, you know, you go ahead. You build a house and you have no one in oh, it. Oh my God. I've seen that so many times. Like, and, and, and I mean, it sounds really harsh, but we, we talk to folks all the time that were like, you know, we were just trying to finish that addition on the house. Or we were building our dream home. We were building our dream home. Or renovating that bus we were going to drive around the country on. Yeah. Like these, these are, these are true things that happen. And now no one's living in it. No one's, no one's taking that trip. No one's <laughs> enjoying. One person is until they sell it because they can't afford it with somebody else living somewhere yeah. else. So it's all these things that we're like, you know, while we're doing this thing to be together, but if you're not together, you never actually succeed at them anyway. And here's the other thing I want to throw out here, right? Is like, listen, guys, I'm, <laughs> I'm totally down for... You know, I'm not opposed to physical things like in any stretch. Uh, I mean, you want to have the house and the, I mean, you know, I, I want you to thrive in every area of life. You know, you want to have the house or, you know, the bus to drive around in or the promotion or whatever, like kudos to you. That's awesome. And, you know, I hope you get it. And the truth of the matter is, you know, for all of us, most of us in our head, like those things are means to an end right? We don't want the house to be empty. We don't want the promotion to be making money not to share with anybody, right? We don't want to be able to take the vacations by ourselves. You know, at the end of the day, we want to be in a spot where we can do that and share those experiences, and those benefits with the people we love. And at the end of it all, you know, when you're sitting there and you're coming to the end of your life, you know, it isn't really about, you know, the house or the car or how many degrees you had or, you know, where you got in your job or any of that, right? It's about who's there with you and the experiences that you had and the impact that you had on the people around you. So yeah, like make fixing the relationship a priority, stop putting them on the back burner. And the rest of the stuff I don't want to say will work itself out because it won't work itself out. But it will get easier. And not only will it get easier, you'll actually have the people that you love and care about there with you when you get those things. Anything else you want to throw in, Cassie? No, I, th I think that's about it. Cool. So here's the other piece of this, folks. If you're in a spot where you are ready to stop putting your relationships on the back burner and you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, like I, I do want to make fixing this the priority. I do want to make, 
you know, getting out of the arguing or the fighting or the jealousy or the insecurity or, you know, getting to a spot where we're all feeling loved and connected. And I have the relationship that we all signed up for at the beginning. Uh, you know, if you're ready to stop putting your relationships on the back burner and you are ready to start making it a priority, book a call with us. Like, because, you know, deciding to make it the priority is the first step. And the second piece of that is, okay, now how do you actually fix it though? Because obviously it was easy. You would have done it by now. Right. Um, and we help people, you know, who are struggling, their non-monogamous relationships, you know, even if it's bad, even if they're on the edge of breaking up, even if they don't see a path, um, every day we help folks who are in their shoes navigate out of that and completely turn the relationship around and get to a spot where they are connected and it is loving and they do have the relationship that they had 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, and, you know, happy to talk to you about that and what that looks like in your relationship. So what you can do with that is you can go to a touch of forward slash talk. Okay. I feel like every time I do this, I have to like scoot my head up a touch of forward slash talk. It'll take you to our calendar. Go ahead, grab a time that works for you. Um, you know, you get a little application, fill that out, it has some info that we need to prepare for our call. And we'll get on at the time that you pick one of us or somebody on our team and we'll dive in and figure out, okay, you're ready to make your relationship a priority. Now, how do you actually do that? Right. And have that relationship that you want. All right. So like I said, a touch of flavor.com forward slash talk, and we'll help you with that. Anything else before we wrap up, Cassie? No, see you next show. All right. Everybody have a fantastic week and we'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning into today's show. We release new episodes every week, so make sure to subscribe. If you're ready to transform your relationship and you'd like to see if you're a fit to work with us, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about an hour and we'll get you crystal clear on three things. What's really not working in your relationships, what your dream relationships would look like, and a step-by-step plan to close the gap and save your family even if nothing has worked before. We talk with hundreds of non-monogamous folks like you every year. And here's the truth. Building loving, thriving relationships, that doesn't happen on its own. You need expert guidance to make that happen. And unfortunately, when you are building relationships outside the box, that's impossible to find. And we get it. But that's exactly what we do. We've helped clients all over the world save their families, get the passion back, and become best friends again. So if you want to see if we can help you do the same, head over to atouchofflavor.com forward slash talk. I'm Cassie. And I'm Josh. Let's talk soon.